0: Welcome to War Stories. I'm Preston Stewart, and this is a show where we talk about America's military history through the lens of individual acts of heroism and valor. Enjoy. Today we have the story of Private Roger Young. Private Young is a little different than many folks in World War II in that he was a member of the military before Pearl Harbor. So Roger Young was looking for a little extra cash when he was growing up in Ohio and went to the Ohio National Guard office, um, as, as so many kids do, National Guard, military, good way to make a little extra, little extra cash, and signed up. He was accepted, but I don't think he thought that he would be accepted. So Young suffered an injury when he was younger, and it left him with deteriorating vision and hearing. It sounds like he didn't really expect the military to take him, and it's kind of interesting that they did, especially in 1939. This is pre-war, and the way that military recruiting looks throughout history for the United States is that at times of peace the military can be very very strict and very very picky because we're we we don't need a large military we tend to expand and shrink with the need conversely during times of war and we need we need people we need bodies it becomes a lot easier to join so it would have been a lot easier to join the military in 1943 than in 1940 it holds true today It was a lot easier to join the military in 2007 at the height of the Iraq surge when we couldn't get enough people in uniform than it is today or than it was in 2000. So it's interesting that Young made it in despite what ended up being pretty, pretty serious issues, especially for a infantryman, especially for a combat soldier. Nonetheless, Uh, He's in the unit. He's a member of the 148th Infantry Regiment, part of the 37th Infantry Division. That unit would see action in the Pacific Theater of World War II against the Japanese military. Young and his unit are are federalized. They become uh, an active duty military unit. They are shipped out uh, to the Pacific and they start going through training on various little islands. The U.S. used a bunch of little islands to uh, kind of stopping points in route to the Pacific Theater, if you will. As they're going through some of that training, there's an operation on the horizon and Young goes to his commanding officer. Young, now now a sergeant. So now Sergeant Roger Young, having been promoted, goes to his superior officer and says, I'd like to be demoted. He explains that he's got this hearing issue and this vision issue. And he thinks that it's it's, he doesn't feel right leading men in combat, knowing that his senses aren't all there. His commander thinks he's malingering thinks he's trying to get out of the fight, thinks that he's trying to uh, avoid combat. But he orders a medical appointment, gets Young checked out. Sure enough, it comes back that there is substantial hearing loss. I think the term used is nearly deaf. Young's, I don't want to say given the choice, um, it's suggested that he uh, stays out of the fight, suggested that he he stays in the rear and you know is likely going to be reassigned to a unit where, you know, he can function with that hearing issue and it's not going to put his life or other lives at risk. There's a ton of things he could have done, but why not move him to a role where it's not going to be a liability on the front lines? I mean, think of if he's if he's in a forward position, you know, at a century, looking out for the Japanese, which were incredible night fighters and would sneak up at night to try to attack American positions. So the guard post had to be all eyes, all ears and listening for everything. I mean, the snap of a twig could give away a Japanese attack that could overrun your position. You just can't have somebody in that role. If they can't hear, I mean, it's not a knock against the young, but like that you're, you're sacrificing the entire American lines. If you have your, if your guard can't hear the enemy approaching. So he's given the option, maybe even suggested that he stays in the rear But as is a story so many times throughout military history, not just the United States, not just World War II, but combat in general, he says, nope, I'm going ashore with my guys. And he does that. And ashore is on New Georgia. New Georgia is an island in the Solomon Island chain in the South Pacific. It's off the coast of, off the coast is not the right way to say it. It's in the general vicinity of New Guinea. New, New Georgia was the next step in an island hopping campaign through the Solomon Islands. A few months prior in February of 1943, the United States wrapped up operations. You know, I say wrapped up, there were still, still some fighting going on and they were were still under bombardment, which we'll get to here, but they wrapped up in February of 1943, the Guadalcanal campaign. Guadalcanal is also in the Solomon Islands. And you look on a map, it's deceiving. It's it's right next to New Georgia. It's also over a hundred miles away. Just when you're looking at islands in the vastness of the Pacific, it's right there, but also not right there. So hundred miles of open ocean between these two, but technically it's the next one, next one in the chain. And New Georgia is important because like I was saying, the 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 soldiers had taken soldier or soldier marines had taken Guadalcanal, but they were still under pretty substantial bombardment from Japanese planes taking off from Rabaul. Rabaul was in New Britain. That is off the coast of New Guinea. And you can draw you can just about draw a straight line between the Rabaul Air Base, New Georgia, and Guadalcanal. So what was happening is the Japanese were using this airfield on New Guinea as a stopping point as needed, if they needed to pick up more. So if they were, they could stop there on their way to Guadalcanal, which means they could be over the target for a long period of time because they wouldn't, they could refuel, they could rearm right before they hit the target. They can also stay over the target longer because they have a shorter flight. They just have to stop back at, um, at New Georgia. They don't have to get all the way back to a ball. If they' if their plane is damaged they don't have a 600 mile flight they have a 100 mile flight there's a lot of there's a lot of benefits to the Japanese to have this airfield within a hundred miles of American forces especially the you know the tip of the spear if you will this is the American advance through the Pacific so New Georgia is important on New Georgia this airfield is in an area called Munda Point So if we're talking about one of the major strategic advantages to taking New Georgia, we're talking about the airfield. There's the Battle of Munda Point. The battle ends up taking about two weeks. And as the Japanese withdraw, that battle is where Private Roger Young would would take the action for which he would be awarded the Medal of Honor. July 31st, 1943, his unit is, is fighting in this battle of Munda Point and his platoon is asked in the middle of the afternoon to kind of shift positions and move to another part of the line. It's about 20 guys. And as they start doing it, they have to move through just incredibly thick jungle. So it's, it's hard to grasp this now. You you know, a good comparison I think would be some of the footage you see in Vietnam it, it's hard sometimes to recognize how dense it is in black and white photos or black and white video. But if you look at some images and videos from Vietnam, I think it's going to paint a picture pretty well of what some of these islands look like and how little you could see even 10 yards in front of you. Young's unit is moving through some dense jungle like this. And before long, a Japanese machine gun from an elevated position about 75 meters away opens fire. Young's wounded right away and two of his guys are killed. So again, a unit of 20 and right out the gate, one wounded, two killed. They're in a tough spot. Uh, There's not a lot of places to go. And the platoon starts looking for ways to exfil the area, to retreat. It's not always a given. It's not like you can just step behind the wall and you're done. So it's going to be an exposed retreat. It's going to be risky. And they're getting ready to do this. But Young speaks up and says, no, 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 I can see the machine gun. I can do this. So while his platoon is preparing to exfil the area, Young goes the opposite direction and starts crawling towards the Japanese machine gun. He's wounded again in the process, but continues ahead. Makes it to within hand grenade range. We're going to say he's probably 20 yards away from the machine gun position. He gets up and starts lobbing grenades into the machine gun nest. Killing or wounding all inside, but in the process of throwing those hand grenades, is shot again and killed. He dies that day. July 31st, 1943, at the age of 25. But those actions allowed his platoon to initiate and complete their exfil of that area without taking further casualties. So the unit pinned down, unable to move, in a dense jungle, can't hardly see anything, and there's just machine gun bullets ripping through everything around them. Their option was to stand and run, and who knows how many more would have been wounded, killed, maybe all. Private Young instead sacrifices his life, crawling to the machine gun, taking it out on his own and died in the process. It's, it's an, it's a impressive story by itself, but I think it's an important piece to recognize that he was given the option just days prior to not be on the Island at all. He had the out, he had the, and it wasn't him not fighting wouldn't have been a cop out. If you're if you're nearly deaf, it's not a cop out to not be on the front lines of combat. There's a lot of other places you can serve, and which are absolutely honorable. But you, again, it's something you hear over and over again. You see over and over again. Guys get wounded is a good example. They won't come off the line. They stay. They want to be with their guys, and that's what uh, that's what Young did. Wouldn't wouldn't consider not being with his guys when they were fighting. And it shows in his actions, right? He sacrificed his life so those guys, those same guys that he wouldn't let go into combat without him, could uh could keep fighting and hopefully come home at the end of the war. So Private Roger Young awarded the Medal of Honor for actions on during the new the New Georgia campaign, during the Battle of to Point on july thirty first, nineteen forty three.